When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Live on SEN Track, Southwest Gippsland, 91.3 FM, and SEN Track, Latrobe Valley, 91.9 FM. You're listening to Saturdays in Gippsland. Well, a big wide and warm winter Saturday afternoon. Welcome to you wherever you might be in the wonderful region of Gippsland. Uh, hope your weekend is going well so far. Thanks so much for joining us. My name's Ian Doherty, and uh, with you through until 2 o'clock, right alongside me, is Aiden Box. Boxy, good afternoon and welcome. Thanks, Wiz. It's pretty uh, cold and windy up here at Western Park today uh, for the game between uh, Warrigal Industrials and Coralin. Uh, but the game might get a bit hot. We're expecting a pretty big milestone here today that could be achieved if Nathan Gardner kicks eight goals. He'll become yes. 90, the first. 92 for the season so far. The spearhead for the Cobras. So we're uh, here for that one. Today, as we watch the senior sides out there warming up here, and uh, I think it's half time. It's half time at the moment. In, in the, the reserve Magoos. grade contest here at Western Park. So, plenty going on this afternoon. You, If you've joined us, settle in for the afternoon. We'll have uh, some live local footy in Gippsland for you as well. Plenty coming up in Saturdays in Gippsland here from Western Park in Warrigal. We will be talking during today's show to footy author Dan Eddy. Now, I was just explaining off air to you before, Boxy, who Dan actually is and some of the work that he's done. But those of you who are into reading books about footy, well, he writes them and he does a terrific job. He's got a new book out. We'll be talking to him. Hot or not, come on, man, will be uh, with us as well. We'll be talking to uh, football director for the home side today, Warrigal Industrials, uh, Nick Gooden. So plenty coming on, of course, a full preview of all of the action in this afternoon's Ellen Bank and West Gippsland competitions. So plenty to keep you interested here today in on Saturdays in Gippsland. Uh, and a big one last night too. My cats got rolled, unfortunately, and I think that could be season over for Geelong in the AFL and plenty of big games this weekend in the AFL as well. So I'll try and keep you abreast of those as we get around the grounds today too. Yeah, I'm pretty keen for my Hawks tomorrow. I missed them last week as we were calling down an envelope. We were calling the footy down an envelope last week. We had no idea that they were pulling Collingwood's pants down. So I've watched it twice since and <laughs> I'll be keen to watch it against the Doggies down in Tassie tomorrow. I'm pretty sure that would be freezing. Yeah, yeah, it will be. So uh, that'll be an interesting test for them because I'm a Hawthorne are used to playing in those sort of conditions down there, so they might go all right. And there's some other big ones as well as some big games this weekend in West Gippsland and Ellen Bank. In fact, right throughout the region. So uh, footy's starting to hot up, of course, round 17 this afternoon in the West Gippsland competition. Only one more after that and we get into the finals and then there's none of this uh, AFL standard by before the finals start. We get straight into it, so we'll be chopping away down at Inverloch next Saturday and again for the first round of the finals as well. Who's playing who today? So in the West Gippsland League, we've got Bunyip hosting Dalston. So that one might be it might be close. I think Bunyip, if they bring their fight, they, they might be able to take it up to the Magpies who have really faltered in the second half of the year. The wheels have fallen off. So these are the games late in the season where there's nothing on the line, where for these two clubs almost everything is. And uh, we might see a surprise result there. You never know. 
So Kilcunda Bass hosts Nana Goon. And for the Goon, this is a massive game because they're going to try and sneak up the ladder as much as they can and try and get a really good seed uh, for themselves because they've hit some great form going into the second half of the year. Yeah, and Killy Bass would be keen to finish the season next uh, this week and next week with a couple of wins and they'd fancy themselves there. But they've got a big job in front of them today. So the Giants, Coenbrough, Abena, they host Inverloch, Conwack for their third team in a row inside the top four. So pretty tough run for the Giants after their back-to-back victories. And I think Inverloch, Conwack, even though they might have rested a few players, they'll get that one done pretty easily. Well, it's a little secret. I think there's a few clubs resting players this weekend uh, as they prepare for what's going to be a massive West Gippsland final series. So if they're resting a sum, they're probably not the only ones. And a club that can't really afford or doesn't have players to rest at the moment is Phillip Island. They host Cooey up in a must-win game if they want to lock in that double chance. And the, the Demons will fancy himself there. They can uh, just sneak in ahead. Uh, of course, Phillip Island without uh, Hayden Bruce, who's really a key playmaker for, for them through the middle. That beautiful left foot of his is going to be out for some time. So uh, big test there for the Island. There's no doubt about that one. And the other half of that ledger really is Turret and Delmore who are fighting for that double chance, that second spot. Obviously, Inverloch, Conwack are minor premiers. That can't be undone. So they host Garfield in another game they must win, and I think they will. Oh, I don't think there's much doubt about that, but they'll have to come to play today. They won't be able to um, to uh, roll over at all there. They need to put a big score on the board. They're playing for the double chance. And I, the, as even as this competition, and particularly the top six is the double chance becomes very, very important. So the defending champs there will be pretty keen on that one as well. We'll get to the Allen Bank a little later on. We've got the notice board here. We'll get around uh, some of these while we've got an opportunity. I've got uh, Latrobe Valley Umpires Association. We've got a couple of milestones today for them. Ryan McLeod, 200 games today. He's only 19 years old. He's coming through their Umpiring Pathways Academy. But today he's doing Terralgan versus Bensale in the Gippsland League. So well done, Ryan. And Mark Harris... Uh, who is a 34-year service umpire and a life member of the Latrobe Valley Umpires Association. Today, 850 games. Wow. That's pretty impressive, isn't it? Have you uh, done the maths? What do they get a game? What, uh, field umpire, they probably get about 100, yeah. 150 bucks. I wonder how many kilometres he's done. It's, it's plenty of coin, though, isn't it? <laughs> oh, yeah. So, so if you think about getting an umpiring, clearly, and it keeps <laughs> you fit too, so you stay involved in the game. It's not a bad one at all. Uh, some announcements there. Was that ple- Again, the, uh, Kui Rupp have been pretty solid on the socials this last fortnight about al- announcing a lot of re-signings. And it looks like they've secured most of the good ones on their list there. I think you've got a couple of those. Yeah. Uh, so, obviously, they, we mentioned last week uh, they re-signed uh, the Voss brothers yes. along with Miller. And, and this week they've, they've kept coming in. So yeah, Mitch yeah. Camerano. Yep. Uh, a couple others. So they're, they're doing a good job from a list management point of view. Trafalgar Footy Club in the Ellenbank competition that, uh, have announced during the week after a big win last weekend at Neerham South. That was a big one. We'll get to that a little later on. But uh, coming off that big win, Tom Hallinan, their senior coach, uh, has signed to extend into a third season for 2024. He started in 21 as an assistant coach. So well done to Tom. He's always a friend of ours here on Saturdays in Gippsland. And today, here at Western Park, uh, Travis Ogden's 100th senior game for the Warrigal Industrials today. He was inducted recently into their 25-year team of the modern era and uh, 100 games today to Trav. Well done to him. We expect a, a good performance from him today. We'll get to the ins and outs shortly. And a Garfield footy club today is a big test for you too, Boxy. Uh, Garfield this weekend, a big promotion for them. It's Yobbo Lotto weekend. What's that? 
I'm, I'm too I, old. I don't I, know. I don't know. I think it might be. It might must be a Garfield thing. Oh, I reckon it's got something to do with booze. Yeah, that'd be a starting point. You, you'd think so. Yeah. But either way, it sounds like a pretty good time down there at Beswick Street today. I reckon they'll probably have a good time. No doubt I, about it. I've got a couple on the other side of yep. the game today for the Cobras. They re-signed. Well, basically the whole of their young core. A few few players that have been playing in the senior team since they were in the under 18s. That's Gusta Costa, Lachlan Peluso. Luke Hartley and Heath Briggs, which is pretty big for them they're going forward. Yep, if, if they're to stay, you know, the, the one club players, then they're going to bring the Cobras well into the future and, and they're going to keep them a pretty dangerous team. And also um, got, they've got a debutant today too, Cade Perkins making his debut yeah, today so for the Cobras. They keep on coming, so that, that's a really good sign it of is a good. strong club, which they have been ever since uh, this iteration of the West Gippsland League has been running. So in the uh, mid Gippsland League, over a couple of milestones. So mm-hmm. Jimmy Monaghan for Stony Creek plays game 150 today. Yep, well done, Jimmy. And Jimmy Kirtland from Fish Creek plays 150 as well. Plenty of milestones, aren't there? Every week. Every week. Any more? Got well, all. the Coenborough Bina Footy Club are hosting a 10-year reunion for their thirds reserves football and CNA grade premierships from 2013. G thirds. That... Uh They'd, be, they'd make sure the bar's fully stocked with no when the thirds turn up for a reunion. Obviously, those, those premierships were won when they were still the Bulldogs as well. So Yeah, right. Okay. Yeah. Pretty, pretty bit of history there for you. Yeah, very good. Okay, so plenty going on around about uh, around about the world of Gippsland here. You're listening to Saturdays in Gippsland here on SEN Track. Uh, I'm Ian Dowdy and, and Aiden Box sitting along, alongside me through until 2 o'clock this afternoon. Then we get into our match of the day. And this afternoon's going to be an absolute beauty in the West Gippsland. Round 17 really hot up and we're at Western Park in Warrigal today as the Dusties play host to Coralin Football Club, the Cobras, and uh, a lot on the line for both of these clubs today. A lot on the line, but in some ways not. Yeah. Yeah, so it's an interesting one. So if you look at the ladder at the moment, they're fifth and sixth, but they're separated by eight points. So Warrigal can't really catch them. They'll need to win both of their games, but you'd expect the Cobras to get the job done next weekend. So it's pretty complicated, but the Dusties have locked their final spot in with some crucial wins in the back half of the year. They can't get chased down now uh, at the moment. They're eight points ahead of Kilcunna Bass in seventh, so they'll play finals once again yep. in that sixth spot. So the sixth is set. The only thing that can change is the order, and only slightly. Yeah, so I'll read it from the top. So obviously mm. I mentioned earlier, Inverloch Conwack, they've locked in the minor premiership with just an outstanding season. Tom Hams is first at the helm. They've got 60 points at the moment, and that's, an, yeah, well, insurmountable 10 points ahead of Phillip Island in second on 50 points. But that draw... Well, it's been pretty crucial throughout the season, that yeah. draw with Nana Goon. So yes. they only sit that draw away, two points from Tourit and Delmore in third on 48. Nana Goon right behind them, the other side of that draw, on 46 points, just two points behind as well. And interestingly, Tourit and Delmore and Nana Goon have two very willable games in the final two games of the season. So that'll be really interesting to see mm. how those two teams finish. And then Coraline on 44 and Warrigal Industrials on 36, as I mentioned. Mm-hmm. And as we go down to the bottom half, we've got Kilcunder Bass on 28 points, Dalston on 24, Up on 20, Garfield on 16, Currumburrabina on 12, and Bunyip still winless on zero. Yeah, and uh, well, they may get through, they may be able to pinch one somewhere, even today, uh, you'd think the dogs, but uh, winless. It's been a tough year for them, but they've been developing youth, so it's not all negative. In fact, on the contrary, they're doing a pretty good job 
of running the show down there. There's a few changes for these lineups today. We're going to preview this a little later on, but I can tell you, just in the context of that ladder, there's probably two teams in that top six that don't have a lot to play for today in the sense that their positions will not change, win, lose or draw. And that's the two teams we watch today, Warrigal and Coraline. Uh, and as a result, I'm, I'm noting on the team sheets, which you now have, Warrigal, five changes to last week's lineup. Coming in, Russell, Herbert, Northover, Cornwall and Oldham going out. Gibson, Staples, Walker, Ayer and Bradley. Three changes at the Cobras. Taylor, Brooke and Perkins coming in for White, Thomas and Sparks. So eight changes between these two sides on last year, last week's lineup. I don't want to ask you this. We've just reviewed the ladder. We see that nothing can change there. Uh, there's a bit of player management going on here, you think? So it's like the, the start of a, a poker game. You just hold your cards. You don't play too much too often, especially I'll as you get closer to the finals. I don't think either of these sides want to give each other any of their game plan or show off what their players can yep. do, even though they all know each other, mm. uh, because they are quite likely to play each other in the finals. Obviously, potentially not the first week, but definitely the second week of their both to win their elimination if, if finals. If they get there. So what are we expecting to see today then if there's nothing to play for and they're resting key people? Well, I think it's a massive chance, obviously, for the guys that I mean, come in to sorry, show firstly, themselves. The first one is Nathan Gardner is on 92 goals. As we said earlier, well, he could turn I've, up today. So that's something to wait interestingly, for. Interestingly, he can actually become the first in this iteration of the West Gibson yep, League to make the 100. Yeah. The next most was in 2018. Jason Wells did it and Gardner himself. Yeah. They both kicked 88. So, so that's the biggest so, mark so, so that's far. something we are looking for. But within the game, beyond that, what are we expecting to see? I think, yeah, as I was uh, about to allude to before, the young guys that are coming in, the reserves players that are coming in, they want to show themselves because there's only 22 spots yep. in those finals that start in two weeks. So they're going to, going to want to come out there and really assert themselves to the coaches has Sean Sparks and Harmit Singh and say, I want to be in your best 22 in that first final and I deserve to be there. Mm. And they can show that by attacking the footy hard and playing to those structures. And, and I think it's, it's, it's almost like a practice match, but there's points on the, on the line. So well, there are. And they you've heard practice. the old saying, of course, you never flirt with your form. So uh, to be clear, I, I don't know, maybe I'm a bit old-fashioned here, but Harmit and uh, Sean, both coaches, do they really want to pull the handbrake today or are they going to go flat out? I think with the teams they've put out there, they will. Yeah, yeah I, I think that's the really tactical part of it. And the part where they're holding their cards is holding their players back. Because yeah. you mentioned those eight outs. I think for both teams, eight total, I think all of them are top liners. All of them play in that first final. And all of them would play if the game was meaningful. Or not that yeah. it isn't meaningful, yeah. but if the game was win to get in, they play. They play the most of the season. They're some of the best players. You mentioned, obviously, Bradley... Gibson in the middle for Warrigal. Luke and Walker. Luke Walker. Sean Sparks as well for Coraline. He yep. wasn't really supposed to play. He was supposed to retire, but he's just a superstar down back for them and sets yeah. them up so well. And, and as you were saying before, just a wonderful kick of the footy too. So, uh, yeah. So there's still plenty to um, stick around for this afternoon in West Gippsland. Round 17 action today. The Dusties and the Cobras here at Western Park in Warrigal. And that'll be from 2 o'clock this afternoon. So, uh, yeah, eight changes between these two sides. Round 17, only one more week after this before the finals get underway. Uh, so plenty to play for, no doubt about that one. And I, for one, am looking forward to the Nathan Gardner show today. It's worth noting that uh, uh, a man, Ryan Gillis... <laughs> 
I was just about to mention him. I was going to say his now, only issue. I'm, I'm telling you now, he is my favourite player in this competition, right? He's just, he's a ball of energy. Uh, and it's like, it's just this mobile. Something. When he's there, something happens. And he just, uh, just imposes himself on everything. He would be the kind of guy who would say, well, that's true, Nathan needs eight for his 100, but I only need 75 for mine. Well, right? we mentioned it last week, but I was about to say, the only issue of Gardner getting his eight today, he might get some supply, but, but the G-man might actually take a few off him, and he <laughs> won't care. He's not that sort of person that no, goes, oh, sorry, mate. It's for the team. He's, uh, I'm told, a very popular man at his football club, so uh, we'll get to see that uh, Ryan Gillis show again this afternoon and looking forward to seeing it in the finals. Well, saw him out there warming up at halftime in the reserve grade and uh, looking pretty sharp there. We're going to take a break here on Saturdays in Gippsland. We're live here at Western Park. And uh, when we come back, we'll be talking to renowned footy author Dan Eddy as well as our Hot or Not segment. So plenty still to come here on Saturdays in Gippsland. A break now, back with more shortly. SEN Track, Southwest Gippsland, 91.3 FM. And SEN Track, Latrobe Valley, 91.9 FM. You're listening to Saturdays in Gippsland. Saturdays in Gippsland, indeed it is. And we're live at Western Park today in Warrigal for this afternoon's uh, round 17 match of the day. We'll get to that a bit later on. But it's time now, Aidan. This is um, a nice little lesson for you about Australian football for you young blokes. And I know you're keen on this one as well. Joining us on the line now is an old mate of mine, but a guy who's been pretty busy writing some 16 books around footy since, I think, 2014. So he's been pretty busy. But uh, for the launch of his latest piece of work, Brilliance and Brutality, it's welcome to Saturdays in Gippsland, my old mate, Dr. Dan Eddy. Dan, how are you? Oh, I'm well, thank you, Mr. Doherty. It's good to see you off the golf course for uh, a couple of hours. <laughs> but only a couple, uh, mate. I could say I was there this morning, and uh, putting is just too hard. I'm not doing it anymore. Anyway, the guys I played with who are listening will understand. I bet four, three putts on the back nights. So it was terrible. How are you anyway, Dan? Going well, mate. Yeah, we've just come off a big, uh, big launch this week at the MCG, which uh, you know, for a young buck growing up loving footy, is a pretty exciting thing to be able to launch your book at the, the site of so many of these great stories. What a workplace it was. That's the MCG library. I didn't really know they had a library, Dan. Oh, you, you need to go and start reading all my books. There might be a shelf of my books here, actually. There could be a, a Dan Eddy the... shelf. Yeah. Uh, be, so be keen to see that one. No, happy to do that. Now, listen, I did see at that launch, too, you had Neil Baum and Jeff Southby there at this launch. Now, Brilliance and Brutality is specifically talking about that era, Carlton v Richmond in the early 70s, a number of grand finals and some huge clashes. I know I did read Neil Baum's book about 12 months ago, and he goes into a fair bit of detail about it, and brutality is the right word. It'd be pretty rare to get those two boys on stage together, wouldn't it? Yeah, I'd... I don't think I've ever seen it. It may have happened somewhere, but I don't. I don't recall seeing it. So to have them there, pretty much 50 years uh, within a few weeks' time, it'll be 50 years to the day since that yeah. famous incident when Neil Baum wound up and let Jeff Southby know he was around. And um, to have them both agree to go was, um, particularly Jeff, was uh, was an enormous um, thrill for me. And then at the end of it, they got up and Neil offered his handshake to, to Jeff, which uh, I don't know if that's ever happened either, so it was pretty cool to... Uh, so to did they actually shake hands? To... They did, yeah. Yep. Wow. Wow. Fantastic. Yep. Fantastic. No, no, Jeff, and Jeff didn't, Jeff didn't hold back either. He, he said, you know, I don't, I don't respect what you did as a player, but I, um, I respect what you've done post 
post your playing career. So, you know, yeah. it's, still, it's still quite still quite raw for those guys. Yeah, well, it was it was brutal. I mean, uh, yeah, my understanding is Southby has no recollection of what happened that day. No, nah, well, uh, yeah, I guess he's probably seen the, the, the video of it and a bit like yeah, Peter Hudson at the Hawks. He, he doesn't remember his grand final either, but he's seen so much of it that he can probably talk you through a bit of it. But no, he he was in a pretty bad place there for a while after that. And, um, yeah, and the fact they lost just added to his woes. So, Dan, give us some, a, a couple of anecdotes from this book. What do we expect to be reading about when we pick up uh, Brilliance and Brutality? Well, I guess normally when you talk about a premiership era, you just look at one club and, and focus on their era, which I did with Carlton for Larrikins and Legends a few years back. Um, for this one, I wanted to try and look at the the uh, era, mid-60s to mid-70s, and look at it from both clubs' perspectives and see just how how uh, they both viewed each other and how they fired each other up for each other's games. And, you know, they faced off in three grand finals. And, you know, there's so much that went on. So, so let's tell it from both sides. Let's also interview the umpires. And yeah. um, uh, Tom Hafey's not around anymore, the Richmond coach, but uh, his wife, Maureen, was happy to chat. And Graham Richmond, his wife, Jan, was happy to chat. So it's amazing to get as rounded a picture as possible of this amazing era. So hopefully... Hopefully we've been able to, to capture it from all different perspectives, mate. And what's the one thing that sticks with you about the whole story? Uh, what's look, your favourite bit? There's so many... Yeah, no, there's so many personal stories. I, lo- I love the way Vin Cotoggio opened up to me. Would you believe that his first full senior game was the 1973 Grand Final? Um, so <laughs> I think I did read that somewhere, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he's thrown in the deep end and he had to sink or swim and it was a tough tough initiation and he, he ended up getting dragged in the third quarter and he, he was pretty shattered about it and he, he opened up about just how difficult that was for him to deal with that and the fallout of that and I found that fascinating which I think the readers will as well just how hard yeah. it was for him to to uh, to cope with that so uh, he was fantastic there's a lot of those little backstories which I think you'll you'll all enjoy I can't wait to uh, get get my hands on it all, book, all um, good bookstores no doubt about that Dan, uh, it's Aiden Box here, mate. Uh, very yeah, mate. happy to have you on. It's been a pleasure. Um, have you got another book in the works at the moment or any ideas for the next one? Give us a hint for the next one, mate. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I've always got a couple on the go. I, uh, I love the way I did this book, actually, so I wouldn't mind doing a couple of other themes of similar-type rivalry and, and tell it. That was, that was a bit of fun, and I'm working on a biography of very slowly chipping away at a biography on uh, the great John Kennedy, which don't ask me when it's going to be out because it's a long way off, but it's, it's in the works anyway. Yeah, cool, cool. Um, worth telling you, uh, some of Dan's uh, work in the past, if you've just joined us, we're talking to sports or footy author, if you like, uh, Dr. Dan Eddy on his new um, uh, new book, The Brilliance and Brutality, the story of the uh, Tigers and the Blues in the early 70s. Some of Dan's other books, and I've, I can, I'll give you a tick of the ones that I've got in my bookcase today. The Story of Dick Reynolds, Essendon Legend 2014, uh, Skills of Australian Football, Larrikins and Legend, The Untold Story of Carlton's Greatest Era. Um, gee, there's some good ones. The Norm Smith Medalist, Crimo, The Peter Crimin Story, and A Football Genius, The Peter Hudson Story. That was last year. I know you did a podcast with my old mate uh, Brad Sinclair on that one as well, Dan. Uh, now, you're a mad Essendon supporter too, uh, Dan. Uh, they're going to get it done against the Kangas today, this weekend? Look, I'm not going to 
<laughs> shout out the windows that we're going to win by a certain margin because of, of all the weeks for Ben Cunnington to retire, it happens to be against us. I reckon he's uh, planned that on purpose. So, uh, <laughs> and Clark goes back as a coach. And if ever there's a time when Norse might uh, bloody knock us off, it might be this week. But we got a bit to play for as well with uh, needing to win all three games to make the finals. So uh, it could be actually a ripper of a game, uh, believe it or not. So, uh, Are you yeah, he- but I'm heading not, down? Uh, I'm, I'm a little toey. Are you heading down for a look? I'm about a kilometre away, but I'm at Fox Footy today, so I'll be watching it on the TV and doing a bit of behind-the-scenes stuff. But, uh, ah, very good. Yeah, which if we start losing, is probably a better place to be than if we're in the stand. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's a bit warm in there too, presumably, Dan. So, uh, hey, listen, time's got away for us, mate. We've got to go. Just wanted to say thanks so much for uh, joining us today and uh, just giving a little promo on this book, and we're going to certainly encourage people to go out and buy it. But... Uh, to, to you, uh, Dan Eddy, thanks so much for joining us. Always appreciate your support, mate. And go to daneddybooks.com to get it or to books.slatterymedia.com. Will do. Thank you very much. Uh, slatterymedia.com or Dan Eddy Books. There we go. That's the way to find it. Thanks, Dan. Dan Eddy there, renowned footy author and the author of Brilliance and Brutality at Gould, 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 all good bookstores. No doubt about that one. And uh, a good friend of ours here on Saturdays in Gippsland. Of course, he's appeared on the show occasionally as well. So uh, we're very lucky to have him. All right. Uh, here on Saturdays in Gippsland, live at Western Park in Warrigal here, Ian and, uh, and Aidan. Uh, it's time now for a little segment called Hot or Not. Hot or Not for Donalda Motors, home of Mitsubishi's tractors and farm machinery. Gee, that was a big explosion. I thought it was you, Moxie. Uh, for Donelda Motors, home of Mitsubishi's tractors and farm machinery. Thanks very much to them. It's hot or not. Uh, I'm going to get you. Oh, you've got something in front of you. I'll let you start too, Moxie. So, hot or not, Nathan Gardner is more likely to kick 100 in the home and away season than not. More likely than not. Is that hot or not? Yeah, I'd say that's hot. Yeah. I'm calling that hot. We're hoping he gets eight done today. Well, he might get it done today. We'll have to wait and see, but uh, he'll certainly be having a go. The word, inside word from people I trust within his club are saying that he's sort of over it. He wants to get it out of the way, so he'll be keen as he can to get... Uh, but eight goals is a big task today against that Warrigal defence, so we'll see how we go. All right, I'm next. Turden Dalmore will finish in the top two alongside Inverloch Congwack, not Philip Island. Is that hot or not? I, th- I think that's hot. I think that... Phillip Island are sort of faltering a little bit. They've lost a, cu- a lot of key players across the season. And Cam Patterson's done a great job, but I'm not sure they're quite yeah pumped up, as you mentioned last week. And Turret and Delmore, just for the strength of fixture alone, they have two very winnable games mm. in Garfield uh, and Kilcunder Bass. So, and then Phillip Island have to travel down Inverloch for their round 18 clash. So they, they've both got to win both games and, and if the Seagulls are to overtake them they have to win both convincingly but I think they will mm, Okay so you're a hot I, I'm struggling with it because I, again we're only talking about what we've seen and the times I've seen two of them they haven't played well and the times I've seen the island they have so I've got the opposing view but you can't argue with uh, the season does evolve and where we're at right now uh, it's all in front of the uh, the Seagulls and they'll possibly get it done. Uh, big job for the island uh, to remain in that top two. All right, my turn. Uh, is this hot or not? After losing to Trafalgar last week, Neerham South cannot win back-to-back premierships year this year. Is that hot or not? Oh, I think that's not. 
I don't, I don't think so. I think they can. I think anyone, if you finish in the finals, the way that the finals footy is, they can, they still can be a sleeping giant as long as they stay healthy. You saw it last year in that grand final. They can come out and win games out of nowhere. So yeah. they've got that talent. I think Bull and Bullen are going to be very hard to chase down. They've had a pretty dominant season. So Yeah, I, I'm with you. I wouldn't say it's impossible. Certainly Bullen are the favourites, but uh, and you know you could you could argue that Trafalgar are in front of them as well now. But they've got plenty of talent. The competition's leading goal scorer in Luke Kinder. They've got Chris Urey. Uh, and uh, plenty of other talent in that lineup. A really strong midfield, no doubt. So, yeah, I wouldn't count them out just yet. All right. So, every 130 power supporter is all aboard the Murray Lions bandwagon today, hot or not? <laughs> so, in the Gippsland League, of course, Murray facing up against the Parrots again. They're the only team to have beaten them in some 35, nearly 40 games of footy. Uh, and uh, they go face to face at uh, Ted Summit and reserve today uh, in the Gippsland League match of the day. I. I think that's right. Well, thank you, Power. Got a lot riding on this, and they'd be hoping that Maui could knock them off. So I think that's hot. I, I think I think it's not. But just for the fact that Maui and Lingath are actually on the same amount of points, just behind Wontagi. So yeah, I think they wouldn't be barracking too hard because they might barrack a little bit over the top, and then Maui might come down and chase them down. <laughs> they won't be barracking. So right? They'll be busy what, playing. Wontagi uh, will have to win they've still got their last uh, couple games to win themselves so mm. I think they'll be focusing on themselves and hoping they can lock in that top spot that All they've right. got at the moment no, that's fair you say not I say hot that's fair enough one more Taralgan Tyres United cannot lose the North, North Gippsland Premiership this year they are an absolute moral is that hot or not oh lids off they reckon Oh, okay. I'm I'm not sure. I'm going to go not on that just for the fact that uh, finals footy can bring up anything. It's not over till it's over. So I'll say not as well. We're going to both call that not. Uh, and thanks to Sammy Watson for putting those questions together. Always controversial, no doubt about it. Thanks to Donalda Motors, your official Mitsubishi and tractor dealer in Gippsland is Donalda Motors in Mafra and Bensdale. And what a great bunch of people they are down there at Donalda Motors. That was hot or not. We're live here at Western Park in Warrigal for this afternoon's match of the day. This is Saturdays at Gippsland. We have to take a break, uh, but when we come back, we've got another guest for you to talk more about this game in particular. And, of course, uh, come on, man. So still plenty to come here in Saturdays in Gippsland. We'll take a break now. Back with more right after that. Live on SEN Track, Southwest Gippsland, 91.3 FM. And SEN Track, Latrobe Valley, 91.9 FM. You're listening to Saturdays in Gippsland. You are listening to Saturdays in Gippsland and we're live here at Western Park in Warrigal for this afternoon's match of the day for Fairhaven Homes. That's uh, the Warrigal Industrials Football Club playing host today to Coraline. And it should be an absolute beauty round 17 action in the West Gippsland competition. Now time for our next guest here on Saturdays in Gippsland and joining us in the Alex Scott and Staff broadcast unit today. Very lucky to have him. Uh, football Director for the Warrigal Industrials Football Club, Nick Gooden. Nick, welcome to Saturdays in Gippsland. Wins Boxy, thank you for having me. I just want to start off with saying thank you guys for putting together such a great broadcast and the pre-game show um, through this season. I think it's one of the best things that um, has probably happened to the competition in terms of pumping it up and you know really making us look like a good professional league that we are. Ah, good. I appreciate that, Nick. Thanks very much, mate. It's, uh, you're welcome anytime on that. <laughs> Sink, Sinkers gave me 50 bucks today. <laughs> <laughs> He'll probably be listening as well. If I, actually, no or not, he's doing a... He's doing a 
uh, around the grounds coverage phoning into the studio today for his new radio station on the Central Coast at the Rugby League. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. so I told him that he should call everybody Brew. Yeah, there's a bit of that. <laughs> and reporting on, in from the Rugby League. <laughs> in the Western suburbs. Yeah, yeah. so uh, now he's on uh, Foster Tunkari or Tari. So, no, going very well is uh, uh, Brad. We miss him, but we're very lucky we've got Boxy instead. So, uh, there we go. Now, it's, um, it's a big day. Uh, for the Dusties today, Nick, and uh, uh, plenty going on. We'll talk about your ins and outs. We might have touched on those a little earlier uh, in the broadcast there, but five changes today. There's a bit going on. Yeah, look, it's just getting towards that that you know time of the season where there's a few guys that are that are pretty sore. They've had a long year, and we've had you know pre- three pretty competitive games over the last four or five weeks against Inverloch, Turretin, and and Phillip Island. So um, there's some guys there that. Um, there, there's nothing too too serious in the group that are that are out, and a lot like the the guys that didn't play last week um, that are coming back in. They're just sort of the one week, freshen them up and get yep. them get them ready for for what's what's to come later in the season. Um, how keen are you to stop Gardner from getting his hundreds today? Um, from a footy club point of view, they're they're very keen. Yeah. Per- personally. Yep. I'm all for it. Like I think it'd be unbelievable <laughs> to see to see a guy. Yep. Kick a kick a hundred goals here at Western Park. I think the last one to do it might have been Butch Hemming, and I think uh, he won't be too too impressed if someone <laughs> someone does take his mantle. But yeah. I know the boys are the boys are really keen to to make sure that all of our processes and systems and everything that that we've practiced through the year can um, can get on top of Coralins midfield and their entry into forward, and we can hopefully stifle guards as guards as the output again. Um, I think Wilson McGilvray will take have the job again and I think he's been really good on on, on Nathan since probably this time last year. Yep. He, he got off the chain a little bit with seven, but since then it's sort of only been twos or threes. So we're hopeful that what we've been practicing and training for when we see guards and when we see Yorny later in the year potentially and these sorts of fellas that um yeah, it's a good opportunity to practice what's going to come later in the year. Right, good answer. Good true. Yeah, your defence has been pretty good uh, behind McGilvray again, as it was last season when you had that fairy tale run to the prelim, just losing it by a kick. I hate to bring it up, sorry. Yeah, no, that's how, how deep uh, can you go in this year's finals and you're hoping to have another run? Are you building momentum? Yeah, look, I would love to go as far as possible and make it to that to that last week of the year. Uh, a lot of things have to go right for you know five or six sides to be able to to achieve that that ultimate goal. We think that we've set ourselves up in the back half of the year um, to be able to compete and contend with the top sides. We were probably um, a bit disappointed with the result that we got against Inverloch. We felt like we probably could have grabbed that one. We felt like we definitely could have grabbed the one against Turretin down there, leading to the 22-23 minute mark of the last quarter, <laughs> let that one slip. But then um, they sort of made up for it a couple of weeks ago here with that good six or seven goal victory against, against Phillip Island. I, I've got to say, I, I'm on the record here during the season uh, in saying I thought you guys were done. You were cooked. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And we saw the skipper playing Masters in Bali. We've seen games being lost that should have been won, giving up five, six goal leads on a couple of occasions. And something just doesn't feel right here. It didn't feel right. And I felt the season had got away from you. And then we find that Armit's resigned. And I thought, you know, the wheels have almost come off here. They're not going to make the finals. In fact, I think we might have even done that in Hot or Not yeah, uh, at yeah. one point, you know, six, seven weeks ago. It's turned around. What happened? I think um, we had a, a big emphasis on trying to score more in the preseason. You know, we recruited Brady Fowler over to give us a big focal point up forward um, to work in, in tangent with, with Mason. And to lose him round two, we sort of had to shift what we were doing a little bit. Um, 
you know, you spend five or six months working working towards a new a new plan and a new goal. And unfortunately, losing a guy like that um, and our other forward that we recruited in the same game, Mitch Pappas, we were sort of had to go back to to what I guess Dusty's fabric is and has been for a long time, which mm. is really hard contested footy. Um, you know, make the games low scoring, and when our moment comes, hit the scoreboard. Yep. So I think that that sort of from that midway point, um, the boys went on a mid-season trip down to the city about round eight. I think after Corey Lynn touched us up, and had a really good bonding session um, that night, and we sort of springboarded from there um, into the back half of the season. So guys are sort of settled into their positions a little bit more, and yeah, I think we're just moving towards where where we should be and what sort of footing well, we expect. I go along with that. What we've seen in the last. Well, four or five weeks has been terrific. Much more like what I expected, I've got to say. So I'm happy to eat my words there. Yeah, I think Harmit's a Harmit's a great coach. He, yep. he, he can see when there's something that's not quite working, needs to adjust and and you know come up with a different style. Tactically, he's probably the greatest coach. You're going to miss him. Seen. You're going to miss him. How's the uh, How's the hunt for a, a replacement going? Yeah, good. We're uh, we've basically got a verbal commitment out of a, a coach um, that'll be joining us next season. So we're really excited with that through the week. That's enabled us to get um, re-signings from you guys like Cole Beveridge, Mason McGarrity, Sam Russell. That's been massive for us throughout this season as an assistant coach down back. He only got together eight or nine games last year, but he's strung a, a really good season together. Um, Nick Visser, all these guys are, are now jumping back on board, so we're, we're pretty confident we'll keep a nice good chunk of our list and we've got some, some good prospects. Yeah. For next season. A massive thing that'll help that is the juniors and I recall a couple of years ago you had neither a 16s or an 18 side and not only do you have them this season but they're both genuine contenders inside the top four and you've got a lot of talent. Uh, Sinkers was really high on Moe Alir who was recruited down and I'm actually the second cousin of Alex Taru who's yeah. another great talent so speak on the juniors and the revival there. Yeah well it's been a massive turnaround, it's been a lot of hard work been a lot of hard work we sort of identified you know that year we moved into the West Gippy League COVID came around and we, we were struggling so we put a massive amount of time and effort into rebuilding the junior program with our junior academy and in, in that around 2020 which um, we started to bring the kids from the junior feeder clubs into the into the club and into the program we appointed a really good junior coach in, in Heath Logan to take the under 16s and he managed to compile a list last year that that made the finals and, and had a good run. And I think only seven guys from that um, that year went up into the thirds for this year. So they, they were pretty much bottom age. And there's some really unbelievable talent running around in the 16s and the 18s. I think we've debuted six or seven so far this year. We'll get to see three today in Cody Templeton, uh, Will Grummich out of the 18s, and Tom Cornwall out of the under-16s as well. Um, and there's, yeah as many kids as you as mm. you can sort of poke a stick at at the moment that probably could be playing but we're holding them off a little bit until we can get them down to be one point one point players yeah. um, early next year so given the successes of last year and you know kick out of a preliminary final day and you know anything can happen in finals we know that um, it's been an up and down year travelling beautifully at the moment you're going to play finals how do you benchmark success this season coming out of last year and what you've been through this year, what are you aiming for? Yeah, well, I think playing finals and, and making a making a dent in the finals is, is is our key objective. We're not oblivious to the fact that, you know, we probably don't have quite as much top-end talent as your Phillip Islands, Invalox, Turidans, Nana Goons, mm-hmm. these sort of guys. We sort of hamstrung by our own success last year. We went from 46 player points to 40 um, with only eight or nine guys dropping, dropping down in points. So it really only gave us the ability to recruit 
Braden Fowler, which is what we identified as a key requirement, and, and he went down. So we've essentially carried the same list um, as, as last year. And mm. these guys, like Travi Ogden's going to play his 100th senior game today. Yeah, we talked about that before. Um, yeah. You've got guys like this that are now starting to get into that period where they're going to you know, start to really impact game of footy, games of footies and... Um, you know, your Will Gibsons and Mason McGarrity's and these guys are still so young yeah. in, in the scheme of things. Yeah. So yeah. We'll, we'll benchmark it as getting in the finals, going as far as, far as we can. And, you know, if we manage to jag a premiership along the way, well, that's a, that's a bonus for sure. They're always bonuses, aren't they? They are. Hard to win. They're hard, they're hard, and they take, take a few years to, to get there. 2019, before COVID, we'll bone, bone Starker's last, I think coming into where we are now with two final series in a row it's, that's a really good building block and that's why we're able to attract such a quality coach that, that we'll have next year as a, as a, as a playing coach as well yeah good good. looking forward to that announcement have we got any word and when you'll be able to let us know uh, hopefully in the next week or so oh good yeah, okay, so that's great. dotting some I's and crossing some T's and, yep. um, yeah we'll roll, roll all that information out shortly Busy stuff in the back room, no doubt about it. You've really been generous with your time today, uh, Nick Gooden. Uh, and I know with a home match day too, you've got plenty going on. Yeah. And as we get closer towards game time here, 12 minutes before 2 o'clock. I better um, uh, run you... back over there to Sponsors Day and have a beer with the Ox and Marco. And Justin Leppich showed up. I thought potentially Harmon was running late. Collingwood might have sent him down to, to give us a hand. But yeah. no, he's just in there having a feed and drinking some pots. So. <laughs> Good, on Good on him. Now, sponsors, uh, quickly give him a little nod there. If, if you want to say thank you to a few of them, this is the opportunity. Yeah, I think today um, is a really crucial day for the club. We get our sponsors in there. Some key ones that we've really got to thank. Andrew Moore and the team at Warrigal Toyota. Uh, massive um, supporters of the club. And he basically put Sponsors Day on for us in terms of getting the talent and the, and the guests and all of that stuff. Obviously, the footy club's pub, Club Hotel, yep. helps us be able to you know, run really good junior and women's programs. Um, O'Neill Electrical, Sensor Safe, Cornwall Building and Cubell Constructions, all those guys have been long-term supporters of the club and you know, we can't thank them enough for, for um, their, their ongoing support. Very generous with his time is uh, Warrigal Industrials Football Director Nick Gooden. Nick, thanks for your time today. Thanks for coming in on Saturdays in Gippsland. We'll let you move on and we'll, uh, we'll keep going, mate. Cheers. Thanks, Thank you. Nick, Have a good call. Nick Gooden there, uh, the footy director of the Dusties. Uh, thanks, mate. Appreciate it. Go well today. And uh, we'll see how things roll out this afternoon. That was Nick. Speaks very well too, doesn't he, Aiden? They've got a good plan, this organisation, and they're growing. Interesting that there's going to be a coaching announcement and Harmit Singh's replacement in the coming days or week or so, which is a good thing too. So uh, things going well at the Dusties, you'd say. Yeah, it's really positive, and it's just been such such a great thing to witness their rise and, and their revival. They're such a resilient club, and as big as it is, as we've been talking about Harmit's uh, resignation, I think there'll be even more positive things in the future. Yeah. Uh, and mention another player coach uh, mm. next season. So, have you, have you not going to guess? Well, we probably shouldn't name names anyway. So, but have you got an inkling who it might be, or you're in the, sure. the dark like I am? I'm not sure, but I'm slowly trying to convince you that it's the way at the moment. Playing coaches. The old player coach, yeah. Well, that's it. Well, what's the way many, many years ago when I was running around on the green stuff and uh, there's probably not a lot changed in, in, in country footy, but I've seen some very, very good non-playing coaches uh, in local footy as well over the and years. The other thing is they're, they're juniors, and, and we mentioned it with the chat with Nick just then, but... They're not, and I mentioned them as contenders, but they genuinely are, and they've come from nowhere, from no teams at all to genuinely two of the best teams in their respective yep, divisions. Agree. 
Very well done. They've done well. Now, we're running a little bit behind here, but we want to skip straight through to... Um, this is my favourite segment, and I know you've done a bit of work on this one as well. We'll get back to our preview a little later on, but it's time for... Come on, man! Come on, man! Come on, man! Come on, man! Come on, man, it is. Uh, you've got one. Do you want to start? Yeah, I've, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pit my man, the corn, here. Kane Corn's on yes. the Sunday footy show. I love what the corn does. He's great at his work, but... He's just got that little bias towards his power. He sort of needs to let it go, I think. He, he was caught saying, some games you lose and you treat it as a win, which is sketchy at the start. But then you said he said, I would be doing that if I was Port Adelaide, who went down to Geelong at the Cattery last week in a game they could have won. Well, well arguably should have won. Not, not a game that was, you know, an honourable loss. It was a game they could have and should have won. And seriously, Kane, come on, man. <laughs> come on, man. Gee. All right. Okay, I've got one here. I've done a bit of work on this one. I was actually in the car late, coming home from the airport on Thursday. I was listening to SEN in Melbourne. And a caller that evening told listeners he was very, very upset. He was a Tigers fan at the poor state in which former coach Damien Hardwick had left the Tigers. A complete shambles. No mention of the joy... He felt as a supporter from Three Flags in four years, just completely disgusted at how he's left the club. Come on, man! Come Jeez. on, man! Come <laughs> on, man! Come on, man! Gee whiz. Can I'm, you believe that? Some people are never happy. Uh, yeah, I'm, it's I'm, like my mother-in-law. She's not happy unless she's not happy. <laughs> so, I really hope that person runs into a Saints supporter or a Blues supporter and starts complaining about how bad the Tigers are going and have been going. You know, so those people that may not have seen as many premierships in the last 10 years, maybe just have a chat to them and sort of realign yourself a little bit. I'm, I'm absolutely aligned. I'm a Geelong supporter. I've had <laughs> as massive value for money for 30 years. So I've got no complaints whatsoever. They've had a bit of a rusty one this year, but I've got no complaints at all. Hey, we're nearly out of time here in Saturdays in Gippsland. And as usual, we do run out of time because we waffle away. Coming up is the Fairhaven Homes match of the round here at West Gippsland. Round 17 action about to get underway here. It'll be the Warrigal Industrials Football Club hosting Coral Inn this afternoon. Fifth versus sixth. Both sides are going to play finals footy this year. Uh, Aidan, I want you to quickly give us some uh, about a two-minute insight in how you think this is going to roll out. Well, I think it's massive with the outs. I think all traffic will be headed towards Nathan Gardner. There's no doubt about that, and especially in a game where neither team really needs the four points. Uh, they'll fight for them, that's for sure. I think you'll see a lot of bodies crashing in really hard with fellas trying to prove themselves, mm-hmm. trying to se- select themselves in that finals lineup. And I've got a small inkling that Ryan Gillis might try and spoil his mate's own show. I'm looking forward to Ryan playing. I, uh, I, I think he's a very charismatic footballer. I'm not sure how the uh, old people get around their footy down here at Western Park, but do you reckon they'll storm the ground if he kicks them? <laughs> well, there's not that many people here. Although Nick Gooden did say that they've got uh, plenty going on in their uh, sponsors function over there, and uh, Marco and Ox in particular, former SEN personalities, uh, there as guests as well. So plenty going on on the opposite side of the ground. We might be in the right place here. We're on the outer side at the moment, so we can focus on the footy here, you would say. All right. So, uh, gee, it's uh, 
When did Woolly Day? There's a, some rain on the horizon over there and 13 degrees in Warrigal at the moment. Don't prom- doesn't promise for perfect conditions for footy by any stretch. There's a bit of a breeze blowing as well. Looks like it might be favouring the northern end here. Am I right? So the breeze coming off the south. Might be worth one or two goals. We'll wait. And so don't think it impacted too much in that reserve grade competition there. So... Conditions looking pretty good. The ground's holding up okay. That's been Saturdays in Gippsland. We hope you enjoyed it. Hope your weekend is tracking well. We're going to take a little break here. And when we come back, it'll be the Fairhaven Homes match of the round. Warrigal Industrials versus Coralie. This has been Saturdays in Gippsland. On behalf of Aiden Boxes, Ian Doherty. See you later.